Alrighty, everybody. Good evening. It's Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, and we are up to our final team of the AFC Capsules, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. And boy, the Chargers have a very, very nice roster this year, Wiz. Uh, maybe on both sides of the football. A uh, lot to talk about here, and uh, it starts at the top with uh, you know, maybe the guy with the least amount of questions around him, a guy that is just produced at an amazing level in his first two seasons, 77 touchdowns, one of two quarterbacks over 5,000 yards last year, and that is Justin Herbert, Wiz. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert is, you know, taken as either the top quarterback or second quarterback behind Josh Allen. Certainly, you know, a quarterback that you you just start week in, week out. You don't care who the matchup is. Um, I mean, I think a debate could be had exactly what the pecking order is, but there's no doubt and no debate that he is certainly at the very, very top of that quarterback tier in terms of uh, which quarterback you want to draft first. Uh, you know, I, you know, I know in, in these leagues, uh, people have different uh, views of when they take a quarterback, but when you're looking at the quarterback and you've mentioned, you know, six, seven, eight guys that you're feeling good about, how high up the list is Justin Herbert in your mind? Yeah, I think, I think for me was because of this division and the fireworks and all that, I think for me, Justin Herbert is actually number one. Uh, that's kind of my my lean as we sit here today. Yeah, I think I could be, you know, I think, you know, that, that's fair. And you know, I think I could be talked into that or, you know, have a discussion about that. But, yeah, I could, if somebody just felt they wanted to take Justin Herbert as the overall number one quarterback, you know, he's only going to get better and understanding of the game. The game is probably slowing down. And uh, he has good players to throw the ball to all over the place. So, uh agree that he is uh, clearly at the very, very top of the list. And probably, and, and, and by the way, probably slightly underrated on, on the running side. He's not going to run for 500 yards, but he had five touchdowns as a rookie rushing. He had three last year, over 300 yards rushing last year. So he will take off and run at times too. So he does give you that element as well. He, he does. He does. He's not Josh Allen no. in that area, but he, he certainly is capable of of doing that, kind of like Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, and Austin Eckler is, is certainly right up there, and I think he may be to running backs where Justin Herbert is to the quarterback spot. I mean, you know, probably not the overall running back one, but certainly in that top group of three to five, uh, there's, there's so much to like about him. He is a tough tough player, um, catches the ball so well and makes big plays down the field in the passing game, you know, gives you that dual thread. Um, and I think that year they drafted a different type of player um, to back him up with Isaiah Spiller. Um, so Austin Eckler, tell us, you know, are you having him in your mind as in that top three to five at running back position? Yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, 20 touchdowns last year, effective, certainly a huge part of the passing attack here. I, I think they've been trying to figure out for a number of years to try to get somebody to kind of be a, a second fiddle so they don't wear down uh, 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 Eckler because of, you know, kind of a slightly more diminutive stature. Um you know, they tried to do it a little bit with Justin Jackson in spots last year. Josh, Joshua Kelly really hasn't done it. They drafted Roundtree. He was kind of plotting last year. So they give Spiller an opportunity to do that. But, but yeah, top top three at the position for me, Eckler. You know, the question is, can he duplicate 20 touchdowns? That's that's hard to do, 12 rushing, 8 receiving. Uh, but I don't see the, the usage of the player changing much, quite frankly, Was 
still it's still you know may 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 get some vulture touchdowns, but like you said, I, uh, Austin Eckler is used in such a way that he's just an elite player when he's on the field. And the Chargers have a good receiving core. Um, Keenan Allen, I think, is on right around that argument, uh, wide receiver one. I kind of view him more in, you know, between 12 and 18 or 12 and 15. I'm not sure I have him inside the top 12. Mike Williams is another receiver that's probably right around wide receiver two or right around 20, I would say. Um, So, Two good receivers. Josh Palmer looks good, but I think Josh Palmer is going to need an injury on the depth chart to become a fantasy football starter. But in terms of Allen and Williams, you have Allen, where I do, kind of around the cusp of wide receiver one and the same thing with Williams, where he's a little bit further down the list, but maybe inside the top 20 as well. Yeah, so different types of receivers, right? So move the chains a little bit more in, in Allen, shorter shorter passes, but a volume guy for sure. Uh, Mike Williams, that bigger body down the field, uh, toss up balls in the end zone sort of thing. But, you know, Mike Williams you know, made a huge statement a few seasons ago, and he took a little bit of a step back, step back and but last year kind of resurrected, signed him to a big contract. Uh, I, I think, you, you know, I think you'll see in most leagues – you know, Williams and Allen kind of drafted pretty close to one another. I, I do agree kind of just in that 12 to 17, 18 range for Allen, but not far behind Williams with, with a quarterback like this and games like these guys are going to play. Uh, both guys are going to be really effective uh, from a fantasy perspective. And, you know, Palmer was was made some big strides at the end of the season. Both of us really liked him kind of coming into the season. Uh, you know, Guyton is also there as well. Uh, but I, I think we could see, uh, first off, if one of those guys gets hurt, Palmer, you know, moves up dramatically. Uh, but he has shown, and, and Justin Herbert showed last year uh, when he got an opportunity later in the season, uh, that there was confidence in that player. I think he ended up scoring four touchdowns over the last uh, six or seven games. Uh, and a player that could make noise if given an opportunity in this offense. Yeah, and de- definitely. I drafted Josh Palmer in a, in a, in a league um, or two last year, and uh, he just watching him play, he's, he just looks dynamic. And uh, when he gets his chances, just like Guyton, they make the most of him. That's what makes that offense so explosive. And uh, I know you're chomping at the bit for Donald Parham to really get that tight end job all to himself, but the Chargers bring you know Everett over. Um, You'd like to have a, a, a receiver, you know, a pass catcher in this Charger offense, but do you value Everett as a guy or Parnham? I, I guess it would take an injury to the other for uh, one of them to, to really possibly consider drafting. But, you know, how are you looking at the tight end situation? Because right now, kind of Everett around that 15 mark, somewhere around then where I don't really – I would not want to count on him to be my week-in, week-out tight end star. Do you see it differently or kind of similar? Yeah, I see it kind of similar. I mean, because Jared Cook last year was number one tight end, only saw 83 targets, caught 46 balls, four touchdowns. You could see that kind of combined production. Oh, Parham had three touchdowns last year. He also had three touchdowns in his in his first year. Uh, I was disappointed last year when they brought Cook in, and of course this year they decided to bring Everett in. Um, but yeah, it's just a trickier situation, and it's not it's not kind of a first look for Herbert. I think it's kind of especially with with uh, with Eckler in the passing game. It's a little bit different way the way this team uses its tight end. 
Uh, so I'm not super excited about either of those guys. If one of them were to go down, you know, that might, might entice me a little bit more to kind of uh, be interested in, in the Charger tight end. But at this point, I think they kind of drown each other out a little bit. And, and the fact of the matter is not a tremendous target amount of targets to the tight end in this offense. And when it comes to the special teams, you know, you'd like to have the kicker and an offense that you think it's worth 30 to 40 points every single game, except the head coach doesn't like to go for field goals and he'll go for it from fourth and eight at midfield. He'll go for it when you think he should kick a field goal. He wants to, you know, not punt or kick field goals. So, you know, you'd like to have the field goal kicker. He's a pretty good kicker, Hopkins. How are you viewing the kicker, especially with the thinking of the head coach? Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky for those reasons. I, I mean, he came in late in the season last year, Hopkins, but he was he gave some consistency to the passing game. But as you said, I, I, Hopkins doesn't have a tremendously big leg. Uh, and I think if, you know, like you said, if it's fourth and three, fourth and four, fourth and five, and it, he's got a question mark between a 50-yard field goal and going for it, he's going for it. So uh, probably not, a, even though a good offense, probably not a top 12 kicker, even though, like I said, Hopkins did provide some stability to that position uh, last year. Yeah, I think that logic warrants that outcome uh, where he may not finish inside the top 12, even though, He's kicking for an elite offensive team. And uh, the Chargers made some moves in, in the offseason to get Bosa some help. Khalil um, yeah, Mack is there. Uh, maybe the signing of the, uh, you know, the offseason on the defensive side, J.C. Jackson. So the Chargers look to be out of the four teams in this division, the one that is really being considered up there as maybe a top five to seven defense. Um, despite the fact that they're going to be playing six games against that AFC West, you know, division rivals, all good offensive teams with great quarterbacks. So are you that high on the charges? Do you think that's right? Top five, top seven for that defense? So, So it's been about four or five years since they've actually approached that level. They've dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, They have, you know, Derwin James, very talented player, always hurt. Uh, Nasir Adderley has gotten better as a player. Uh, Asante Samuel, a draft pick from a couple of years ago. You mentioned bringing in Jackson, so that's a big deal. Uh, Kenneth Murray, I thought, at times played better last year at linebacker. They did draft uh, defensive lineman Sebastian Joseph Day. You mentioned, of course, Mack, and, and we know that Joey Bose is here, Kyle Van Noy. Um, it seems as if people have definitely put, just judging by what I'm looking at in terms of people's predictions, a lot of people have have this defense kind of moving into the top 10 this year. So it's been a few years that that's happened. Uh, I could see the reason given the personnel. If guys can stay healthy, uh, especially, like you said, bringing a guy like Mack into this, uh, in, into this defense, you could see reasoning behind the fact that this team makes a move up in terms of its defense, the defensive ranking where they have lacked. Because last year was, if you remember... We kind of mocked the Chargers in terms of their run defense. They couldn't stop anybody last year in their run defense. Yeah, they couldn't stop the Raiders in that game that both teams were playing for a tie, and they just couldn't stop them from running the ball and putting the Raiders in a position where they had no other choice but to kick the field goal and knock the Chargers out of the game. So uh, I, I agree. A lot of offseason moves, a lot of talented players, and similarly to the Raiders, there are going to be games that they are going to score so many points that they are going to be 
in a position in the second half and in the fourth quarter to really get after the opposing quarterback and roll up some sacks. So for that that reason, in fact, that they do have better overall personnel than the Raiders, especially in the secondary, I can see how they're a defense that should be drafted inside the top ten as well. So let me ask you a question. As this, we're winding down the AFC. We'll, we'll start the NFC next week. Uh, if, if, if I asked you right now which of these teams – we, we, we know they're all going to have impacts on the fantasy landscape. Which of these teams do you feel will win this division? Do you have an answer for me right now? If I had to predict which team, I, see, I've heard a million people ask this question and, and, and discussion, and it just seems that the, that the answer that is given is the Chargers. But I'm not, I'm not sold on it. I'm not necessarily sure that I trust the head coach and that situation. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick the Chargers. Um, I think until somebody comes up there and dethrones Kansas City and and beats them when it really matters, not in week four or week seven. I'm still going to go with Kansas City because I just think the coaching for the Chargers is just suspect. And you get into these tight games where you're just not quite sure what he's going to do. So for those reasons, I would say Kansas City. All right. Yeah. No, look, I, I, I'm not – I definitely would not answer the Chargers. Uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually pretty torn between Kansas City. And I think the Raiders are going to be a much better football team this year. I think a lot of distractions last year. Uh, and I, I just think they they they've made the right type of type of moves in the in the in the in the, in the preseason and postseason uh, from last year, uh, and I could I could see them easily moving up in this division. So we'll see what happens. Uh, excited to see you know how it all unfolds. Teams are getting into camps right now. Wiz, they're all starting to file in. Veterans will all be on on the field next week. So we're moving along with Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, and uh, hope everybody's enjoyed our discussion on the AFC AFC teams and uh, on our way to the NFC next, Wiz. You got it. All right, so that's Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, make sure you're listening. Make sure you're subscribing. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend, Wiz. Look forward to catching up next week with the NFC. Yeah, you do the same. Thank you.